With practice and qualifying in the books, Brian and I are back to get you set for the second to last race, the final round of the round of eight. Brian Twining, when we record next week, we will be talking about the NASCAR championship at Phoenix. It's been a wild ride. Uh, we'll do everything we normally do. DraftKings, uh, update the betting card, look at the odds, find the value, all that good stuff. If you haven't subscribed thus far and you've been riding with us, make sure you do that. Hit smash the like button and let's enjoy another race. Ross Chastain used the wall all the way around this racetrack. Logano has been the class of the field. Check out the big brain on Brad. Yeah, I need to change my underwear. Brian Twining practice and qualifying is in the books. We just watched the madness that was the end of the uh, Xfinity race. Um, Absolutely incredible, by the hopefully way. Hopefully for our betting card, we don't end up with an Austin Hill or Sheldon, Sheldon Creed uh, ticket that uh, ends up going into flames because uh, they get moved out of the way with the final round of the round of eight. Who knows what we'll see? We could see some madness. We could definitely see some carnage. Obviously, you know, we saw what Ross Chastain was willing to do to get into the final four last year. We'll yep. see if we can do that. But before we talk everything, how the hell are you? I'm doing great, man. And yeah, that the finish to that Xfinity race was absolutely incredible. Uh, I'm going to take the side of neither guy was at fault. They were both racing for a victory. And anybody that thinks that either Sheldon Creed or Austin Hill should have given up the spot for one another because they're teammates obviously doesn't understand competition or just being competitive. I mean, clearly you don't want to wreck each other and not get either one into the playoffs as both RCR cars, but like they're, they're driving hard to win the race. And just, it just so happened that Justin Allgaier had a great run coming out of three, was able to take advantage of those two battling and just somehow snuck out a win. But yeah, if the cup series race can even get close to that level of excitement, it's going to be a great day. Yeah, we know for sure if that was Kyle Larson and William Byron, they are not letting off the gas. They're pushing as hard as they can and exactly trying to get there. And, uh, you know, Joey Logano or somebody will be sneaking in the back door <laughs> and getting the win. So as we do each and every week, we'll run through DraftKings. We'll talk pricing. We'll talk values. We'll look for some opportunities. And I'll, as always, build a lineup. We got full practice. We got qualifying, obviously uh group a was much much faster than group b so it's interesting yes. to figure how we want to take advantage of that obviously we did see qualifying where some cars put down some, some impressive one lap runs but as we know with this track is not about one lap it's about the long run it's about uh being able to do what you need to do over the course of a full day so we'll figure out where the value is all that good stuff so let me throw up the screen uh, and we can run through prices. So we have Denny Hamlin as your most expensive driver in the 11.5. We have Byron at starting 16th, 11.2. Kyle Larson, 11K. I'll run through. There's only three more 10K guys, and then we'll we'll jump to the next range. So we got Truex sitting on the pole, 10.7. Ryan Blaney uh, starting 11th at 10.4. And Chris Bell starting 7th at 10.1. Of these six drivers, who's the most interesting to you? Where do you think the most potential value is uh, at their price? I'm going to go with my guy, YRB, Ryan Blaney. Um, he looked really good in practice. He's got really good like lap times. I think the fall off is very minimal for them. Penske seemed to look good during practice. Qualifying 
whatever. They don't have qualifying speed, but we saw it last week. We saw it in Vegas. Like the long run speed for these cars has finally arrived. And knowing that he's above the cut line right now, I think he's going to be in line for probably competing for a top five or depending on what it's coming down to at the end, I think he could be there for a win. Now, Denny Hamlin looked great. He was a favorite coming into the week uh, for a reason, but starting fourth, you know, uh, propensity for speeding on the road with Denny, like, and then also too, Martin Truex Jr. He is no slouch on short tracks. And we saw this earlier in the year at Sonoma where when people kind of counted him out and he showed up with speed and then he was the best car. So I like, I don't, I would much rather skip the 11K guys and just go to MT, M, MTJ or Ryan Blaney. They call it Martinsville for a reason. It is his home away from home. Uh, we'll see if he can put it to uh, fruition. He definitely obviously had a lot of frustration, but veteran drivers are able to kind of put that to the side, figure it out because he still has a chance. There's still room for him to make noise and do what he needs to do. We'll see if he can actually do it, but. I'm not really sure how to how to value him. I'm with you on Blaney. He was fast. He was like the only car in Group B that was even in the conversation with Group A and the only other car that was even close to that. His teammate, Joey Logano. So obviously, Penske brought speed uh, a lot to like there. Um, I like I like the Blaney shout. I like where he's starting. And we talked about it. The guys starting near the front typically don't win this race. It's. It's drivers kind of starting a few rows back. You can never twist. You'll never twist my arm to put Kyle Larson in a, a lineup. I think he always makes sense. He looks checkers really are records though. He yeah, he looked really fast. If he keeps on the track, he'll be good. And um, you know, of course, if he'll get a lead and then he'll uh, shit the bed as he is the bed shitter. <laughs> uh, Hamlin is very impre- uh, interesting as well. Obviously, yeah. the outright favorite for a reason. Still yeah, tremendously. Real quick, like I, I also think it's important too. Like when you're looking at DFS lineups, I mean, obviously there are tons of, tons of different uh, content providers and all that stuff to, that are much more knowledgeable than us with their models and all that type of stuff. But then it's also important to actually correlate the odds to DFS. Like, and you'll see as we talk about it later. Like Ryan Blaney, for instance, it you can't just look at what his lap averages are because that's as a whole. But like Kyle said. He was in the slower group, but he was much faster than everybody else in that group. And the sports books have recognized. So, you know, you got to you got to look at all of the data as a whole rather than just looking at one one little sheet of paper that says, oh, these lap averages only like eighth or ninth. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Uh, All right. Let's keep it rolling and talk about the 9K. We have Joey Logano starting 15th. If you like Blaney, I think Logano. Uh, that pairing makes a lot of sense. Brad K put it in the top 10, but didn't do much better than that. Tyler Reddick at 9,200 and then Kyle Bush starting 31st at nine K Reddick is interesting. Cause I feel like much, I feel like he was much better than his um, qualifying lap suggests his r- range of outcomes at this track are kind of all over the place, but um i guess are you are you interested in getting to him or do you think he's probably somebody that's uh better to skip over um i think he's really interesting i as we saw in his qualifying lap though i do wonder if the pressure starts to get to him because he has pretty poor track position and that that is something that's going to be difficult here is that if you're stuck behind slower guys like 
passing is going to be hard and there's, you know, a good chance that you're going to have a lot of tire rub. You're going to have a lot of scuffs on the side of your car. So, I mean, Reddick is going to have to make up some ground fairly quickly here in order to get into the, into the conversation. And I, you know, I don't put it past him because he was the fastest car um, over the long run in group A, like his car was fantastic, but he totally screwed qualifying. He got a little bit too anxious there trying to get inside the top five in his group and he wound up spinning out. Luckily he didn't wreck the car, but you know, I, I like him. I, I think he's going to be rostered a ton and with just how much he has to do in order to get into the playoffs. I think there is a good chance that he is one of the guys that wrecks out or something because he's pushing so hard. He definitely has a wider range of outcomes than a lot of other drivers. So, you know, if you build a lineup with him, obviously you want to find some safety other elsewhere. Kyle yeah. Bush is another driver that was really good in practice. <laughs> uh, fifth and 10 laps, second and 15, first and 20. But where he's starting back at 31st, I am worried that he might just kind of get stuck there and yeah, end up a lap exactly. down way sooner than anyone expects. And yep. maybe, you know, him and his crew chief can kind of figure stuff out and pit accordingly and get out uh, in better air. But I, I do worry that that he kind of gets stuck there and it's a long day for him. Um, The next range is interesting. Eight start. We'll start with Chase Elliott, 8,800. It's hard to hard to argue. He looks pretty good. He's in a decent enough starting position. He could move forward. It's been a long season for him, but uh, could be an interesting spot. Chris Buescher starting 18th, 8600. Kevin Harvick starting in the top 10 at 8300. Tyrone Gibbs, 8100. Had speed look good, and then Ross, the the king of Martinsville, hail melon man, uh, <laughs> at the 8K range. I guess who jumps out for you uh, in this range? I'm going to go with the guy starting inside the top 10 in one of the most popular positions to actually win this race. And that's the eighth spot of Kevin Harvick. Like I was watching the raw data feed during practice and Harvick was throwing down some pretty consistent laps over the long run here. And it, we know he's really good on these shorter type tracks. Harvick has known like you had the expectation that, SHR was going to come in here and be good. And lo and behold, all of them looked fantastic. So, I mean, why not go to the board with the guy who's retiring? Like everything is about Kevin Harvick right now. What, why not get him up to the front towards the end of the day here and potentially get his final win at Martinsville? Yeah, no, I, I think, I think he's very interesting and um, could be another, another guy to grab some exposure to when we get to the betting card. But um Definitely interesting option starting near the front. Uh, probably a little more expensive than you want to do, but also he could be super safe. So I think he makes sense. And that, Give, and I think that's I think that's important to note with Harvick is like if if somebody's gonna just play it safe and not wreck out, it's somebody like Harvick because yeah. he's not racing for much other than just going out on a high note. One thousand percent. Although if he has a chance to send it, he will send it to get a one oh, more win before the end yeah. of this. Um, speaking of un, un, impressive speed, Bubba Wallace started sixth, 7,700, had a ton of speed. Uh, Alex Bowman, not so much. Eric Almarola, the bacon man, <laughs> one final run in the Smith field, uh, obviously this week and next week. And then he's, uh, getting replaced. I believe Noah Gragson's the favorite to get that seat, but I don't know if that's officially been, uh, announced my boy Chase Briscoe top three in qualifying 
The other SHR standout, Ryan Priest, top, top 10 uh, at 7K. Both of them are going to be really gross to like 95% of the field, but that might be a golden opportunity to actually use these guys. Will they win? Probably not. But could they be near the front, run some fast laps, and have a good day? I think so. Yeah, and I think, honestly, I feel like Briscoe is something somebody that's pretty intriguing just based on where he's starting. So that's going to throw some people. That's going to deter some people because he has the high chance, high likelihood of moving backwards. But if he can somehow jump into the lead here, he can lead a, a shit ton of laps because he's really good at these tracks. And he almost did it last year. So I think Briscoe is somebody early on who you could get a bunch of laps led early and then be able to eat, you know, some loss in, in spots. Like maybe he finishes eighth or ninth, but if he's able to lead 50 or so laps, like you're able to compensate for that loss placement. No, I think he, there is a real shot of him getting to the front, running in the front for a while and then finishing like fifth or seventh or something and having yeah. a really, really good day. It's um, gross, I think, but I don't think, oh yeah, super gross and no one will be on him. So that's even better. Um, 6K, Daniel Suarez starting 27th, Eric Jones 29th, The Dinger 25th, Austin Dillon 26th, Carson Hosevar 32nd, and Richard Spinhouse Jr. 61. Oh, and then we'll hit McDowell too, six, even 6K. Really gross range. Um, you know, obviously all these guys have a chance of getting trapped in not able to move forward i guess if you have to pick somebody starting back there uh who jumps out to you can i leave a a, a roster spot <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah this is a tough position honestly i'd probably take dinger i just i think he's built more for the beaten and banging that is probably that is going to happen with the guys near the back i mean Obviously, he's he he's probably going to wind up going backwards because of just all of the contact and maybe getting wrecked out. But I think somebody of his experience level at this type of track and knowing that he's a road course guy, so he's kind of more used to you know door to door type of racing, getting into the tight spaces. I I would probably prefer to have Dinger over any of these guys. Yeah, I mean, you could talk me into Hosovar, but I worry that his day goes little long i don't know if we see the same speed from austin dillon as we saw last week it's a pretty gross range and none of them really stood out in practice or qualifying yeah um, that's what i mean it's like this is a tough spot you almost want to avoid all these guys and just go straight down the cindric yeah yeah i mean yeah so we'll, we'll let's jump into the fight the you know sub 6k because we have gillen we have cindric starting 21st looking pretty good in practice and obviously in the Blaney Logano camp. So that's always good to see Justin Haley, Harrison Burton. Once again, part of team Penske with the Wood brothers, Corey LaJoy, who was a rocket ship in practice, obviously was in the faster group, but first and 10, first and 15, third and 20, third and 25. Look, um, he's got, honestly, I feel like people are going to treat Corey LaJoy like this is well obviously i can't say they're going to treat him like this is a super speedway but they're going to look at his practice times and they're going to do what i did with ricky stenhouse jr last week he he's probably going to be over owned and underperform and he's probably an easy fade in a range where the the outcomes are really gross for 95 percent of the time so 
like uh, he he has to race amongst the back markers early yeah. and let's not fool ourselves and go into thinking that Corey LaJoy is any sort of short track ringer or you know for that matter much better than the rest of the guys that he's racing around i mean yeah. like it's not like he's a Joey Logano who's stuck in the mid to low pack and then he's he's going to be able to easily maneuver his way around these guys that's yeah. not going to happen like Harrison Burton's $100 more. I'd rather go to him. You could go up to Cinder for 200 or 300 You could go up another couple hundred to Gill. And they all have much, much lower uh, per, uh, roster percentage. So, uh, Hey, we could just go to Ryan Newman because he was one of the fastest cars on track, according to, uh, what was it, Steve Letarte said that a couple of weeks ago? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Just, I just, I can't. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, and then obviously Ryan Newman, JJ Yaley, Ty Dillon, no. and BJ McLeod. Yeah, zero, zero interest in any of the guys. Any the of those guys. All right. So if we start with our thoughts, do you want to start with the Blaney Logano pairing? I'm extremely high on them still. Like I, I'm not. I'm not reading too much into qualifying. I mean, obviously, if we get a if we get a late late race restart, all bets are off. Um, and yeah, I I do think they're going to be able to maneuver their way up through the field w- over the first stage, and then they're both going to be inside the top seven to eight cars. So yeah, I I like both of them. Because I want to see I want to see what this looks like. So then we go we we keep it in the same garage. Come down here. Oh my god! And that Lord gives us. Help. 1860 and 18,000, 18,600. Uh, and we could do a lot of stuff. So I was just going to say if, Oh, okay. Okay. I'm, I'm glad you added Burton. Yeah. That's why I was gonna. Cause we could do Chris bell and then dive down a ways to like, uh, not maybe chase Elliot. Okay. Well, I think it's important to also consider somebody like Christopher bell he has a car that can win, but do you think he's really going to be able to win after he's already, he's already guaranteed a spot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think he definitely can. I don't, I don't know how, like how aggressive he'll get and how active he'll be, but um, I think he definitely has a race winning car. And I think if he's in position to do it, he will absolutely do it. All right. I mean, I don't I was hate a little it. Worried he had a really he, good car. I was a little worried that he was not going to look as good this week. And maybe if things don't go quite well, they'll be more inclined to kind of punt or just kind of be over the day. Yeah, because so we saw that with Logano last year, I feel he like. He is a little – that that is definitely a concern. So let's like let's let's run through – so I think the other names that make sense is Tyler Reddick. I still think we need a front marker. Um, Early. But we'd have to go to like Gibbs or like Bubba, so we could do the twenty three eleven boys, and you could go get gross. But and go Gibbs with Chase Briscoe. Ooh, now we're now you're talking. Let's see what old Brisky has to say, and that gives us eleven three. So we could do Byron, we could do Larson, we could do Truex. You want to go Larson? Or do you want to go Byron? 
I don't do want to go Larson because I'm I'm worried about what he's gonna bring to the table. I do like the like I I almost feel it'd be a mistake to not have a Toyota. Okay, so are so you so honestly Truex, it would be Bell Truex or Truex in my opinion, but I think Truex if he can stay up front. Because, again, we talked about this right right when we opened this up. What if this is Sonoma and Truex just, like... I just don't think it is, and I don't think he has the same speed as we saw. I think he... I think he'll... I think, like we saw last week, when things start going poorly for him, he gets frustrated and he gets annoyed, and then it just compounds, and then he's, like, either a back marker out of the race. I would, I would much rather go to Christopher Bell if we're going to choose between the two all right let's do it especially because we want briscoe to lead the initial group of laps so we want him to jump to the front and then bell to kind of take the lead and then we have blaney and logano as potential race winners along with briscoe and bill (gasps) if logano wins this race i like and somehow blaney doesn't get in I don't. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to watch the championship race. <laughs> you I'm definitely will, but yeah, I feel that so perturbed at the 22 if that happens, or if uh, Blaney has a chance to win the Cup championship and Logano passes him to take the lead and wins the race, and somebody <laughs> else passes him in the process. Oh man! All right, uh, you want to review or do you want to build another lineup? Uh, let's review. Let's review. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. All right, so Briscoe plus 150, Harvick plus 100, Ryan Priest, and Eric Almarola. The SHR card is in full effect, and I am so excited. Uh, Brad K top five, Chase Briscoe top four, and Ryan Priest top four. Over three and a half top fours, or three hundred over three and a half fours in the top ten. I will have to check that out. Uh, obviously, Brad K over Denny did not hit, but at plus money, I felt like it was a reasonable wager um and then briscoe over busher that was my best bet i think so let's just do this yeah i was just gonna say um, let's, let's make that brian has logano logano he also has joey logano and then he has <laughs> joey logano so uh joey logano is either winning this race or getting last place there's no in between it's he gonna be vegas pe- from the uh from yeah. the spring when he wrecks yep. out Yep, both bet them both to not top ten. Penske yep. over SHR, and then Blaney over Dennis Hamlin. Uh, but before we recap, we dive into this week's race. Brian and I want to take a quick peek at the championship odds and see if there is any value. This might be your last opportunity. Once we know who's in the final four, uh, these numbers are going to come come down way significantly. So obviously, Larson plus one fifty. Wait to bet that. Byron probably still wait to bet that um, just make sure he's getting in. Cause Brian and I were even talking like there's a path to him not being in the final four. He's been one of the best cars all year, but that might not matter at the when him, you know, he has to do what he has to do. And if he has Look, a rough day, I pray that I am not correct. When we started, I believe it was last week or shortly after Vegas, when I was mentioning that, if anybody was due for a shit race, it was it. It's Byron. Like he has been clean pretty much the entire year. Uh, obviously, Christopher Bell, Christopher Bell getting his win is now priced pretty fairly. Uh, I think the value still remains with Ryan Blaney. You can still get a yep. ten to one. 
Brian and I are both excited on him. We both think that number makes sense. We both grabbed a piece of it. Denny Hamlin, 11 or 12. If you think he's going to win this week's race, if you think he's going to be the good uh, to the good, um, he's a great number to get because if once he, if he wins and gets in, he's two and a half, three to one at Phoenix. Prob- I don't know that I necessarily make him a favorite to win, but he'll well, be priced like that. I was just going to say, I feel it because last year, I think we went into the championship race and the longest odds were Joey Logano at four to one. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if Denny somehow gets past this Martinsville race, you've then you've thus tripled the odds that you would be betting Hamlin at next week in Phoenix. Yep. So, I mean, even if you don't like him in Phoenix, you got to take the value sometimes. And this, this is a case of that. I don't think Martin Truex is winning, but if you think Truex is the winner or flirting with the win, 15 to one, 14 to one is a really good number and he could be pretty good at Phoenix. So I think that's a fine number. Tyler Reddick's numbers all over the board. Um, I know there was 35s, I think, uh, beginning of the week. Those have obviously gone away. But if you like him this week, you can grab some value. And then obviously Christopher Busher. I don't think it's going to happen, but um, it's been a fun ride. Yeah, it, honestly, for me, it, if I'm still getting Reddick at that 33 to one number, like I tweeted out earlier and Bet Rivers still has it posted, like I, I love that because yeah. if you watch the Xfinity race, it doesn't matter where a guy is running 99.8% of the race. If they're there at the end and they have a shot to potentially make up points or, you know, do something wild like we saw Chastain do in order to sneak in, like 33 to one. Yeah, yeah or maybe Denny or Blaney or somebody is trying to make a move and then Reddick kind of algires his way and ends up winning the race. And exactly, um, you know, the door will be open. So I, I think I think Denny, Blaney, uh, Blaney, Denny, uh, Truex and Reddick all make sense at their current prices. If you feel like they have a, a, a realistic shot at making the final four, which at, at this point they all do. I'm not going to lie. I have a little bit of cheddar on all four of those guys, so. <laughs> I threw some darts this morning. I have Blaney. I have Reddick. I probably should add Hamlin because he looks so good. But I have yeah. I got, I got Hamlin at I think it was it was twelve at yeah. our at our offshore. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the odds. So uh, we're just using Caesars for right now because at time of recording, it's really the only one with like a full set of odds. Everybody else's odds are halfway up or sort of up or haven't gone up till nine o'clock at night and it's a whole thing so uh denny hamlin plus 360 martin truex plus 425 ryan blaney plus 650 so we talked about these three hamlin was 12 to 1 truex is like 14 or 15 and blaney is like 10 so they're, they're the three favorites to win this week so you if you can bet ten dollars on each of them you're you're giving yourself double digit odds, and when we're taught when Brian and I are reconvening next week, they'll all be between like two and four or five to one to win yeah. the race. You're getting a significant value if you feel comfortable with two of those guys getting in. It feels like a good bet. Um, and then Kyle Larson is the last one inside kind of that ten to one range. Brian, at this point with everything we've seen, do you have any interest in betting any of these guys? I think at this point of the season with, with this being the penultimate race and you know, they're all of these guys are racing to get into the championship. I probably wouldn't consider betting any of the top three here just because you get a better number on them next week, because 
they don't have to win this race in order to get in to the playoffs. Like it's hard for me to bet the favorite any week. And then, you know, you got three guys that are priced inside seven to one that you, they're normally not up this, this short. Like I, I'm not getting there with any of them. I'd prefer to go to matchups or placement bets or other props in order to get exposure to them as opposed to betting them on an outright. I know he's a bad shitter, but that Larson number is really tempting. And I know he doesn't have to win. I know there's exactly. probably a chance where if he's there and Byron's there, he'll might give him an opportunity to get the win. But um, yeah, but if Byron is there with him, Byron is essentially clinching anyways. If he's running inside true. the top five, he's getting in. 750 for a guy that I think can be dominant every track. I just worry that he does something stupid like we last saw week last week. happens. <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah. Uh, let's talk double digits. We have the aforementioned William Byron at 10, Tyler Reddick at 12, Christopher Bell at 12, Gibbs at 14, Keselowski at 14, and then Kevin Harvick at 18. So before we get to 20 to 1, anything here jumping out to you? So from Gibbs to Harvick, all three of those guys do not give a flying F about the playoff picture, other than maybe Harvick not wanting to be somebody that gets involved in ruining, ruining somebody's chances, but you sure as hell know Ty Gibbs and Brad Keselowski do not give a crap about that. So I do think that somebody like Ty Gibbs who showed tremendous speed during both practice and qualifying and has been really good this year. I, I wouldn't hate throwing a, a dart on that. It's a little short for my liking for somebody that hasn't won yet, but um, he's there. He's starting up front. We saw Briscoe do this last year. Like, I, I think he's somebody to consider because he doesn't care who's racing for what. Like he's out there to win for himself. Yeah, I remember him. He was a uh, he was uh, in a matchup with one of the SHR guys. I want to say Briscoe, and I was a little, I was a little cautious and didn't pull the trigger just because we saw last week. Like he's somebody that has shown the ability that even when things don't go well early. He's yeah. learning, he's figuring stuff out, and then by stage three, he's putting it into practice and actually doing something with it. So Gibbs is hard for me to fade. I'm probably not buying at 14, but I would be interested in looking at matchups, um, uh, maybe like a top five on him, uh, maybe manufacturer props. Like There's probably ways to get a piece of him where he doesn't actually have to win the race, especially because there's so many good drivers that really need a win. That yeah. feels feels a little bit more of a long shot. If I was getting maybe like a twenty five, I'd be interested. But at fourteen, I just can't pull the trigger. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm with you on Keselowski. I think he is interesting, and he does not give an F. So, uh, Logano, <laughs> speaking of not giving an F, Joey Logano twenty two. The twenty two is twenty two to one. Chase Briscoe, Almarola, Bubba Wallace, um, and then we get into like longer shots. Any of these outrights interesting as kind of longer shot dart throws that you're like there's a there's a there's a path i mean i think briscoe this is gross like i've i've throwing up in my mouth a little bit here but um briscoe is somebody in the same breath as the gibbs and keselowski where he's not like he what does he care about everybody playing for for playoffs like his season has been a complete shit and he needs to do something to salvage what has been an utterly disappointment for his, you know, sophomore year. So I think Briscoe is somebody that could sneak up there. If he can maintain position and potentially win, um, it's hard to get to the 22 to one number. And then I also like Bubba Wallace a little bit, but it, I can't bet 
guys that are this far down who aren't in the playoffs, I would, I mean, when you have guys up at the front, like a Blaney, a Denny, a Truex, a Larson, a Byron, like it's hard to get to these guys. Yeah. Bubba's shown tremendous speed and looks really legit. But yeah, as you mentioned, if this was a spring race, maybe I'd be more interested, but exactly at this, at this yeah. point it is hard. Uh, I can tell you one thing, Brian, our uh, futures bet on Briscoe to win a ha- over a half a race. Um, would be really happy to see Chase Briscoe in victory <laughs> lane. Um, it we would. Put, we put a lot of money down on a very long price for Chase effing Briscoe just to win one race. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm adding any outrights. I'm. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I don't the like Larson. Is interesting. Byron at ten to one, just because I like betting Byron. He's been good to me, but I think I'm okay. Uh, let's look at finishing position and some props. So we'll start at the top ten. Obviously, some of these are going to be really gross, um, but we can get some decent numbers. Chris Bell minus one forty. I don't hate that. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Reddick minus one forty. Always, always, always shop these. Yeah, uh, Brad K minus one twenty five. I don't hate that. Harvick uh, minus one hundred five. I got it even money, but minus one hundred five is feel, still feels like a smash. Uh, Harvick minus one hundred five. Logano plus one ten. Chase Briscoe plus one ten. I got that at plus one fifty. Bubba plus one thirty. I don't hate that. Um, I'm actually gonna add the Bubba number. I was yeah, I was skeptical at plus one fifty earlier in the week, but with the speed I saw, he's top 10 in each of the last two Martinsville races. Um, and he's clearly a different guy. I, I think there's still decent value. Chase Elliott is the one that's kind of interesting to me at plus 140. Look, we, we've we've been chasing the Chase Elliott numbers since he's returned. and I mean, I coined the phrase average-ass Chase Elliott, but he could be average-ass and still get a top 10. I know, but like, I don't know. Do you really want to want to root for that though? No, God, no. The Bacon Man at plus one seventy five is interesting to add a little bit more, uh, and then Priest at plus one eighty. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna add another another Priest top oh, ten. Uh, I don't. I he did nothing in practice and qualifying that says his numbers should get longer. It's just True. because he's Ryan Priest and no one wants to bet him besides me um and maybe his family um so i think that makes sense um there is actually i think i've seen even longer numbers but uh always check your books suarez two to one alex bowman plus 250 like i don't hate it i I think you're getting paid out on him having a decent day and um yeah i mean he was he was god awful in practice 28th and 24th probably don't want to bet that you know i'm gonna go back to the board with logano i mean clearly you everyone out there that's watching this needs to go fade the shit out of joey logano but logano plus 110 to top 10 i'm gonna add that plus money to top 10 after what we saw yeah i don't really care about qualifying speed all that stuff He's proven time and time again, even if he doesn't have a great car, this team just makes decisions on pit road that gives them positions. 
Yeah, he just he knows how to keep, get it there and keep it there. He yeah, could be exactly. in the top five and just keep it there the rest of the day. Um, Cindric ten to one to top ten is interesting. He's ten to one. Uh huh. Like the Penske team showed speed. He was fast. He didn't qualify well, but he's Austin Cindric. And we're getting 10 to 1 to top 10. I mean, his finishing results uh, are not all that great no. here. Austin Sindrick, he's terrible. But to top He hasn't 10? finished on the lead lap in either of the previous two races. <laughs> <laughs> so. Where is he? I think it's also really interesting, like going back to the spring race at Martinsville, kind of like we talked about when we went to Vegas, how the weather was so different. Yeah. I mean, I know it's going to be really hot this weekend, abnormally hot, but it was probably a lot cooler when they came here the first time. And but cars it was have Blaney mentioned it. Blaney mentioned it uh, when they were interviewing how it was good, though, because during practice and qualifying, it was hot on the track. So they're going to have good examples of what they should be expecting for the actual race, which true. I think is good for us as betters as well. Yeah, very true. Yeah, because it's not going to change much tomorrow. No. Uh, all right. So top Chevy. Yeah, we um, can go back up and look at top fives and stuff, too. Um, Larson, Byron, Chase Elliott, seven to one. Kyle Busch. No, thank you. Oh, damn. Somebody just bet Daniel Suarez because he just went down to 12. He was at 18, I think. Uh, For top Chevy? Yeah. Hmm. That's certainly a bet. Yeah, I wouldn't touch either Larson or Byron there, honestly. Um, What about Bell at plus 550? Obviously, Denny and Truex are getting a majority of the odds, but and then Ty Gibbs plus seven fifty. I don't hate that either. Bubba at fourteen. Like there, there's value with Toyota. You just got to figure out who it is. I feel like Reddick is being va- overlooked, vastly overlooked. He was the second best Toyota in the spring. He was pretty fast. He was in front of Gibbs, which is good, but he was behind Kyle Busch. Bubba was actually the fastest Toyota in practice, over ten. Um, but Reddick got better on on the longer run. Reddick Reddick went sixth in t- in top ten or in ten lap, but then he went third in fifteen, second in twenty, first in twenty five, first in thirty. Obviously, not a lot of cars run that, but there was fourteen cars that ran twenty five or more laps at a single time and. He was the fastest. Tyler Reddick plus 650. Welcome to the betting card. I do want to say, though, so like I tweeted this out and uh, win the race. Um, they also mentioned this. Like it's di- it's also important to note during these lap averages, because Martinsville is so small, even with only half the field on the track qualifying yeah. at one time, some guys are stuck in traffic. Some guys have clean tracks. So lap times are were all over the place. When I was watching the raw data, for instance, Tyler Reddick, he would run a 25-14, and then the next lap it was a 27-19 because yeah. he caught up to people and he was having the slow more going into the corners. So, I mean, 
I think but that's averages are thrown off because of that. Oh, for sure. But I also think for the longer runs, it's good because it's showing obviously there's a high end to what they can do and a True. low end to what they can do. And if you can kind of marry that and keep it going, I think I think plus six fifty, I think plus five fifty, I think any of these numbers are really compelling if you think Truex and Hamlin are worth a little bit of a fade at that price. Uh, top Ford, Ryan Blaney, Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, Briscoe is six fifty. Uh, what did I get him at? I got him at ten to one to top Ford, and then Ryan Priest. Ryan Priest is sixteen to one, and I got him at eight. Sixteen. Would you get him at eight? Yeah, I was like, it's like doubled. I guess I'm the only one betting Ryan Priest this week. <laughs> <laughs> What a world. 150 to 1 on Austin Cindric. That's not happening. No, of course not. But it's fun to think about. Uh, all right. Uh, race to go to overtime. We saw it today. Plus, yes, it's plus 250. I want a no price. I hate like that minus, one-sided. Minus 800 or something stupid. Uh, are margins of victory move? Uh, we got a lot more consult con a lot more squishy um consolidated consolidation that's the word i'm looking for <laughs> there we not go. consolation or constellation oh man uh, where's the they don't have the um number of fords number of toyotas number of oh yeah they they removed those or they, they have grid position of race winner i'm interested of 10 through 19 is plus 140. Yeah, and that gives you Blaney. What does that give you? I still think that that's probably too short. Oh, yeah. Winning manufacturer Toyota is a hunt. Wow, Ford plus two twenty, Chevy plus two ninety. That's pretty interesting. I mean, considering Larson has the shortest odds of plus seven fifty, that's yeah, that's true. And he's the only Chevy within the top twelve starting. That is also true. Yeah. Uh, Larson plus 225 to top three, Bell plus 340 to top three, Reddick plus 340. What'd the Logano number go to? I definitely missed the mark on that pre top three, yeah. Um, six plus to one, six, yeah, six to one. I got it at 475. Oh, you can get 275 to top five, yeah. I had it at 240. It's eh, interesting to see those good. move a little bit. Yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. This this is moving as we talk. Team Penske is minus 150. Didn't you get minus 105? Uh, yeah. Nice bet. Stuart Haas is plus 120. That's tempting. Uh, colleague versus front row. I would almost wish, I almost wish that they would place a market on that. All the, or, Oh, how would I? How would they have to do that? Both Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano finish ahead of every single SHR car. 
That would be a big number. Track house plus one fifty five versus RFK. Ooh, colleague over front row. I know. You get plus money for that. Hendrick plus one fifty over JGR. I don't hate that. You could get Briscoe over Bacon Man, plus one hundred five. Yeah, done. That's going on the card for sure. Yeah, uh, Logano plus one fifty five over Larson. If you think. Bed shitter shits the bed. That's a good number. I cannot get any more exposure to Joey Logano. Reddick plus 120 over Ryan Blaney. Yeah, I'm adding the plus 105 against the Bacon Man. Yeah, I kind of want to hit that too. I can't believe I have so much. Fuck, this is so dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're we're de- this this card is definitely going up in flames. Oh, yeah. It's either going to be amazing or terrible, and I'm hoping it's amazing, but it'll probably be terrible. That's fine. Second to last race of the year. Uh... Ooh, we have stage bets. Um, Brad K plus 130 against Byron. Chase Elliott over Kyle Busch is really tempting. Just given where Kyle Bush is starting, I know he looked great, but if he gets stuck back there and can't get through and gets annoyed and kind of gives well, up on the race. I was also going to say, if he gets stuck back there and we have a long green flag run to begin the race, he's probably getting lapped. Yeah. It feels really good. Denny versus Truex, Chastain versus Bubba. Harvick versus Bell. End of stage one, Chastain versus Priest. I don't hate Priest, but the stage bets always like, I don't know. They never feel enticing enough to actually pull the trigger. And it's there's yeah. a lot of like, you need this you need your guy to stay in. How many pits, how many pit cycles could we see? Like if there's, a, I don't know. All right. Anything else we should look at? Woo! You could get Christopher Bell plus six fifty top Toyota at Bet Rivers. I like that a lot. I I definitely think there's a world where Reddick or Bell get top Toyota, and getting them at over six to one feels nice. Look at the odds boost. So Chastain to top five is plus six fifty. Uh, Denny, Kyle Busch, and Bubba to each record a top ten is six to one. That's not that. That feels pretty reasonable. I think Hamlin and Bubba are probably going to be top ten, and then you just need KFB to find a way to get near the front. Yeah, but why? Why risk all three of them when you could just bet them individually? We or what's just don't Kyle bet. Bush, what's Kyle Bush to top ten? Let's see. That's what I was gonna say. He's probably super long because of his qualifying spot. He's plus one forty. Oh, yeah. I guess that's not too bad. Six to one because like plus one forty, plus one thirty, and then Denny is like what minus six minus a thousand. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So six to one on that field, like the boosts are usually like not that compelling when especially when it's a bunch of things have to happen um 
don't know. Martinsville Martin is five to one. If you want, still want to bet him at, to win the race. Kind of, I kind of want Reddick, just because he was really good over the long run. Yeah, you're gonna add it outright. Not the outright. I mean, I yeah, think the way to do it is either is do what I do. Great gear, though. Yeah, I think the way to do it is to take some of his top Toyota price. We go like top three, top five. If you think Truex or um, Hamlin are going to be the winner, or right there. I don't hate Reddick's top ten number. I know it's a little, it's a little short, minus one forty for where he's starting and his his track history. But yeah, but top he ten has feels car. Really good. It seems like, anyways. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna do it just because tiring. I am gonna add the uh, the Bacon Man top ten plus one seventy five. That's a good number. Just because he's retiring, you know. Yeah. And Smithfield is out. That's ridiculous. Like, you don't think that they would have wanted to stay and potentially get like a young driver, like sponsor a young driver to continue their NASCAR sponsorship? I don't think they want to. I think they're done. Well, that's what I. That's what I don't get. Is like, why are they just dipping? Is it just because they're not either not seeing the benefit or, you know, what uh, in the in this economy they're they saw it as an easy way to get out of something yeah, they don't need to do so they're just not interested no more bacon man hats i mean the bacon man is retiring so his uh sponsorship should go away as well um okay let's recap the card let's give the people our best bets and let's get out of here my card is stupid long and i'm so excited about it so pre-qualifying <laughs> briscoe top 10 harvick top 10 priest top 10 almarola top 10 you can get better numbers uh, most of these harvick's a little bit shorter all things I still think they're great. Brad K top five, still fine with that. Briscoe or Priest the top four, still like both of those. Uh, over three and a half Fords in the top ten, I like that quite a bit. Um, and my best bet was Briscoe over Busher. Still go back to the well with that. Added Priest again at one eighty. Added Logano at plus one ten. Can't wait till he crashes. Uh, Cindric the to top ten at ten to one. Why not? Uh, Reddick top Toyota plus 650. As I mentioned, Reddick and Bell are both really compelling options for this week. I think they both make some sense. Top three, top five, uh, top Toyota. So if you want a piece of that, I think they both make sense there. And then obviously we talked about Reddick's uh, championship odds. So you could grab a little bit of that. And then Briscoe plus money over the bacon man. Give it to me. Uh, Brian Twining has the Joey Logano card of all Joey Logano cards. Logano top 10, Logano top five, Logano top three, Logano top four. You can get, uh, just as good, if not better odds on, on some Logano stuff. I think the top 10 is kind of gone, but top three, top five, top four are all a little bit longer at this point. Uh, obviously the bet of the week is Penske over SHR, which is flipped completely. Um, and then Brian added Blaney over Hamlin, uh, Bubba to top 10, Logano to top 10, and the Bacon Man to top 10. Brian Twining, as we sit here Saturday afternoon, early evening, 
on the West Coast. What is your best bet for the Xfinity 500 at Martinsville? Well, I'm going to piggyback on this and pray to God I am not the ultimate jinx again, but hitting that Joey Logano top 10 again at plus 110, just... uh, He's Lugano's too good here. He's finishing 11th or 31st. There's no in between. He's the only guy that's currently driving that has driven all five, the last five Martinsville races that has top 10 in all of them. Look, even if he doesn't have a great car, he's probably going to find his way up there and ruin somebody's playoff chances because he kicks them out of stage points and all that crap. So I'm going to back him this week, which means you should fade the shit out of him. And if he has a chance to block or help Ryan Blaney, he's going to do it. So he's not going to make a dumb decision to try and win the exactly. race. He's going to stay in position. He's going to try and do it. So, yeah, I think um, that's a great call on your behalf. Um, listen, I have some stuff down here that is more for the feels like a Cindric top 10 uh, just to just to get it going. But Briscoe over Almarola is my bet of the century of the week. Um, Chase Briscoe is definitely not finishing this race, but I'm very excited to see what he can do. Um, plus money for a guy that I think could be a top five to seven car majority of the day, um, over Almarola. As much as I love the Almarola bacon man and his, I have his top 10 on here. I think he'll have a good day as well. Um, I just give me the. I think I think I have the better better driver, better car, better everything this week, and I'm ready to see him have a great day. Uh, I probably should add his outright, but at this point, it's gone too far, and I have too much exposure, so I'm not going to do that. Neither of us have an outright. No. Oh man, I almost feel like we we're we're like required to have at least one. Who's your guy? Are you gonna put Tyler Reddick on there? I just like I'm not putting Hamlin or Truex. I think they both they're fine, but I'm not betting them at their current numbers. Blaney was like ten to one. He's now six and a half. I don't really want to yeah. bet that. Larson's the first one that I would that I would consider, but even then he's kind of I don't know. Reddick at twelve is interesting. Christopher Bell at twelve is interesting, but Bell won last week. Blaney is eight and a half to one at Bet Rivers. That's pretty good. It's closer to ten. Man, I'd rather bet. All right, Blaney. I'm 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 putting Blaney on there. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta have something because if it happens, yeah, I think my favorites are Chris Bell and Tyler Reddick. I'm just so I like. I, I think we're going to get some wild racing because both Denny and Truex are below the cut line right now. So obviously early, neither of them are going to get too, too frisky. Like they're not going to try to wreck each other early on. But Maybe. if we get into a late race situation where they're both battling for position for the win, like I think there's a good chance that they wreck each other. And then a guy who's running third or fourth actually is the beneficiary and winds up winning the race. Kind of like what we saw in the Xfinity. But- Hopefully that's Tyler Reddick. Cause I would love to see that happen. All right, Brian Twining, uh, shouts to everybody who made it this far. Make sure you smash the thumbs up if you haven't. Make sure you leave us a comment. Let us know who you think is winning the race or who's getting in the, the final two spots for the playoff. Let us know down in the comments. Enjoy the hell out of the race because we have this week, we have next week at Phoenix, and then we're done until February for the Super Bowl of NASCAR, a.k.a. the Daytona 500. 
Brian and I will be back between the end of the season and then, but we'll see what that looks like. Uh, Make sure you turn into tune into Chris Wormy's pre-race poll. It's usually two hours before a flag drop. And I think that's like a two o'clock, like 11 o'clock our time. Yeah. Um, I think it's like 10, it's 10 o'clock because I think the race is at noon tomorrow. Isn't it? Yeah. I think it's at three Eastern. Okay. Make sure you're checking out Derek Yoder's NASCAR betting preview show um, and all that good stuff. So that's Brian Twining. I'm Kyle Robert. Enjoy the race and uh, we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>